Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to Chosen Girl. Tell me about it. We're so excited to continue part two of It's Okay to Not Be Okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. That's right. So we're going to be talking about recovery mode for being not okay today. Yes. Just kind of the steps that we take, What, um, how do we get into the mindset mm-hmm. of transitioning out of not okayness, mm-hmm. um, and how to be proactive in the season of being not okay. Because the thing about being chosen is that whole word intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about this is being intentional. And God did not come and live a perfect life and die on the cross and raise again to conquer death and to conquer all these things that we struggle with for right. us to stay in a season of being not okay. So let's just, as we say, dive right in. Yeah, let's dive right in. Let's do it. Um, these talks are going to be a little bit more personal, which I guess all of them can be. Yeah. Like, we can be no other way than this. Very true. <laughs> so, uh, like, seriously, your feedback is so appreciated. If we ever need to do um, something like this again with it's okay to not be okay and all that goes along with that, mm-hmm. um, just drop us a comment, send us an email, um, however you'd like to contact us. We want, this is all about you guys, and this is all about um, moving forward in our relationship with God. Absolutely. Um, so, let's get started. Yeah. So, Sarah. Um, for you, what does waiting on the Lord look like? Like in your, in your past experiences, what does that look like? And you can give an example of like past and then you can give now that you've grown, like as an adult, like what that looks like now. Yeah. So I think that there's like, um, as you start like your cross journey, there's a way that things that you know that they're supposed to be. But then when you actually go through them, Mm -hmm. it's much harder than you ever thought. Yes. So talking about how it's okay to not be okay as it pertains to like a season of waiting on Mm -hmm. something um something that I've learned that I feel like God has really put on my heart is that in the waiting that doesn't necessarily mean being like stagnant yes um I think that there's a huge difference in like fighting the battle alongside the Lord Mm -hmm. and letting the Lord guide you and then just Like, being like, okay, God, I'm just going to let you have this. Like, I think that God wants us to be proactive in our everyday without trying to take control of the Mm -hmm. whole problem. Because he's like, hey, let me drive. Let me have the driver's seat. Let me have the control here because I'm the one that knows what's going on. I know your whole story. But we can't just sit there like a knot on a log. Like, um, I've always been told, like, my parents raised me to know, like, when you don't know what to do, you need to do what you do know to do. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this in past uh, podcasts and video series. Like, you know, I know to serve God. I know to be kind to people. I know to do the best at my job with excellence. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm in a season of waiting, um, that doesn't mean all those things stop. Yes. And that's probably been, like, the number one thing about waiting mm-hmm. is maybe, you know, like, one it's not a maybe. It, I know for a fact that on the other side of that waiting, I may understand better why there was a wait. Yeah. Because God knew the whole time 
his timing and what I was waiting on. And something that you said in um, a past segment was like, when your focus is on God's will for your life, like his timing is a package deal with that. Mm -hmm. So like if we're so consumed with ourselves, we're obviously going to be consumed with the timing that we want. Yes. But if we're consumed with like wanting God's best, then we know that his timing goes along with that Mm -hmm. best. So that's really, you know, just like trusting in the weight, being patient in the weight, and like knowing like I still have to do what I need to do in the weight. Um, Because like real talk, Sarah, like I want to take control so that the weight is over. Right. Like I want to pull Abraham and get Hagar pregnant before Sarah can have a son first. Mm -hmm. Like y'all know what I'm talking about. Like go back and read the story. Like he tried to make his own way. Mm -hmm. But God's saying, well, girl, let me handle this big issue. You take it day by day. Yeah. Like, it's going to be okay. Absolutely. What about you? How do you handle the weighing, girl? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, it kind of causes me to have a little bit of reflection as far as, like, what I used to think was waiting was me, I guess, being sometimes fearful, sometimes being anxious, mm-hmm. sometimes just kind of wanting to more so stop. And I think that you can be a part of the Army without leading it. Let God take the lead. And I know several episodes ago, we talked about like the couch and pivoting and how (laughs) when God's trying to get, get this couch moved up three flights of stairs and he says, I will lift the whole thing and move it, but you're trying to hold on to it and guide him. And so in the waiting, I've realized that that's a moment for me to, once again, like we said in the last segment to rejoice, that's a moment for me to do, like Sarah said, do what I know how to do. I always like to say, lead in your lane. Wherever God has placed you, he's placed you there with intentionality. There's no mistake that's made in the things that will come your way in those moments. That's also with intentionality, even when they're not good or they don't seem good. We serve a good God and all things that he brings to your life are good. Yes. And so when you're going through those challenges, you know, I've always been told that when your life gets harder, that's God's way of saying you've leveled up. And that's a blessing because that means that you've, you've learned new lessons, you've grown as an individual, and that he's calling you to something higher. And we should accept that with uh, great honor and pride mm-hmm. and say, you know what? The Lord has called me to something greater. And Satan here, he's trying to, he's coming at me hardcore. And you know what? That's okay. You just say, get behind me, Satan. I ain't got time for you. Skirt. You yes. know, whatever you got to do. And that's okay that he's coming at you. But you know what? You put your full faith in the Lord. You keep moving on. You lead how you know how to. You go to work. You do it the best of your ability. If you're a wife, you do that to the best of your ability. If you're a mom, if you're a friend, if you're a sister, whatever you're doing, you do it to the best of your ability and do it with a spirit of gratefulness because there's always going to be somebody who has it worse off than you and never underestimate the the, the lives that people portray because even on social media, you meet it may seem like someone is living their best life while you're here in the waiting and you're thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I'm not where they are. Comparison is a thief of joy. Stole the words out of my mouth. Yes. I'm sorry. I just punched you five times. That's okay, girl. (laughs) Cause comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. When you are waiting, don't look at anyone else's grass to see if it's greener or not. True. You stay watering your grass. I want you to remember that it's just like planting seeds in those moments of waiting. 
plant those seeds of gratitude. If you don't know what to do, honey, you just thank the Lord for what you got. Thank you, the Lord, that you ha- that you have a phone or you have a computer to listen to this podcast. You thank him for a house to live in, clothes on your back, food to eat. And that, you know, you never know how that can be healing within itself. So in those moments, I think that when it comes to what are you doing in the waiting and how are you, how are you handling those moments? Yes. Come with it with gratitude. Yes, and it's so important to shift your mind. Like, we've talked about so many episodes, guys, like transforming your mind through His Word, through His Spirit, through just having conversation with God. Like, have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it with other people? And going back to comparison, like, if you're looking at your journey and you're like, oh my goodness, like, I'm just going to get real with y'all. Like, I think that the number one area of comparison is probably relationships Mm -hmm. or success. Um, and, and we determine success in so many different ways and it really gets twisted. Like, oh, she's already got that perfect job and I, I don't know what I'm doing over here. Mm -hmm. Like I've changed my major five times in college. Well, guess what? It's irrelevant. Like, like as much as I love Liz, her path Mm -hmm. and what God wants her to do is completely irrelevant to my path and what God has called me to do. So I can't look at Liz and be like, oh my gosh, like she has her master's degree, she has her bachelor's degree. How many bachelor's degrees? Like, just one. Okay, I was like, eight, ten, <laughs> no, I'm just But like, seriously, I can't look at that and make myself feel inadequate or feel like I'm doing something wrong or I'm in the waiting mm-hmm. just because God took her on a, on a different path than me. Um, and that's where um, Satan would really love to get in and get us distracted from our own path and be looking at everybody else's paths. Mm-hmm. So I think that like what we do in the wait, um, transforming our mind, knowing that God has a plan for us, being grateful, all of that, like that intentional proactiveness. Takes discipline. It's you have discipline. To be disciplined. Seriously. Because I've been in seasons of waiting and the hardest part about waiting is not knowing. I'm like, God, if you could just, like, let me know. Like, I will wait if you would just tell me when it was going to happen. I'll be happy to wait the whole time. But God's like, then what's the point of trusting me? Mm -hmm. Like, then you really don't even trust me. That's not faith. And and I said a few uh, segments ago, like, we serve sometimes a crockpot God on microwave faith. Or it may be the other way around. You're like, God, why have you brought this to my season mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want this right now. I wanted this down the road. But again, if our focus is on God's plan, not ours, then that's God's timing, not ours. Yes. Like, it's 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 synonymous like God's plan means God's timing and if it is God's plan and the wrong timing then I don't think it's going to work out because God always has the perfect timing and I apologize it just started storming here in Tennessee it is a Tennessee storm yes so uh if it's a little bit fuzzy in the background that's why so let it rain um Let thank it rain, God. let it pour. Not today, Satan. We're going to keep on preaching. Listen, thank God for watering the plants. Honey, that's how we eat. Thank a farmer. True. Thank a farmer, honey. Yes. So, um, I love how in the Bible God uses, and, and still, not just in the Bible, but today, God uses the most unexpected candidates to get his job Every done. Every single time, it seems like that's exactly what he does. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Because I'm an unexpected candidate. Come on. Seriously. So... This is in 2 Kings, chapters 6 and 7. It's this story about um, a famine had taken over the city of Samaria. 
And I'll probably pronounce some of these names wrong, but y'all, I'm from Lebanon, Tennessee, and that's just what I am. So here we are. Um, so Hunter just gave us the signal to get louder, which is this. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see me laugh, it's because my husband's on the camera doing this because it's starting to rain harder. Okay, so there's this famine in Samaria, mm -hmm. and it had been taken under siege by um, the, let's see, let me pronounce this right, the Aram army. Or Aram, if you're from Tennessee. Like, yeah. is that how you... Sarah, Aram. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe. I'm just kidding. So, um, not only is there a famine, which makes food supply extremely scarce or sparse, mm -hmm. but they're also, like, surrounded by mm -hmm. this army. Nobody's allowed to get in. Nobody's allowed to get out. Like, it's a horrible situation. So horrible that the price of food completely skyrockets to the point where they're venturing to like cannibalism mm -hmm. and it's horrible and it's i've never been so hungry that i would like want to like i can't even go there i can't even say it out loud so things are really bad in samaria so elisha is there and it's in one of the worst days where someone had just killed someone's um younger son to eat him it's so i can't even say it. it's horrible and elisha's like mm -hmm. let me just tell y'all this time tomorrow Y'all are going to have so much food that two handfuls of grain is only going to be one shekel, which at the time was, like, so cheap. Yes. And they're like, whatever, Elijah. Like, we can't even see this happening. Like, so, like, side note here. Like, God has promised us things that in the famine, we may not be able to see that, but mm -hmm. that doesn't make his promise any less significant. Come like, through, girl. Our circumstances have no reflection on how firm God's promises are. Amen. Like 100%. So, at sundown that night, these four lepers are hanging out at the gate. So, I don't know if y'all ever Googled leprosy, but if you're weak stomach, don't Google it because it's a horrible disease. It is. And so, not only did they have this horrible skin disease that affected them just like from the inside out, but they're exiled as well because mm -hmm. of this horrible disease. So, these four dudes with leprosy are just hanging out exiled outside of the city gates. I feel like I'm about to sneeze, so that may happen, that may not happen. Anyway, I told y'all we were getting real with y'all. <laughs> so, um, they're exiled, they're outside mm -hmm. the city gates, and they can see, like, where the army is camped from a distance, and where they're being held under siege, and they're like, you know, we could go surrender to the army, and we could, like, offer to be their servants or something, mm -hmm. But even if they say no, like, they would just kill us and we would be dead. Like, we're going to die anyway. Like, we might as well die What do we trying. have to lose? Like, yeah. what do we have to lose? And I can admire that. Like, good for you for having some, like, gumption about you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even though it's kind of twisted in the way, like, we're going to die anyway. We might as well try something. So, they're, they're starving. They're sick. They're exiled. So, they say, at sundown, let's go, like, surrender ourselves to this army. So, as they're walking to the camp, the Lord makes their feet sound as that of, like, a great army approaching the camp. So, what does the Aram army do? They flee in fear. Mm -hmm. They were so afraid. They were like, there must be tons of horses and chariots and weapons. And they could hear it. They could hear it coming. And it was the Lord just, like standing in the leper's defense like mm -hmm. for this whole situation and they had they didn't know what was going on they get to this camp and they had fled in fear so much so that they left everything the way that it was 
gold, silver, food, swords, weapons, everything that they needed was there and for the picking. Wow. So, of course, they start eating themselves first. I mean, who can Naturally, blame them? You're starving. You know, they're starving. So then they're like, hey, we should probably tell someone about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they go back to the city, and sure enough, what Elisha had prophesied, they were selling grain on the streets for next to nothing mm -hmm. the very next day. Exactly what God had promised them. And, like, the thing is, the lepers acted even though they had no idea mm -hmm. what was going to happen. They had no idea what God was going to do for them. They just acted. Right. And I think that that's what God is calling us to do. Not take control of the situation. Like, I think that what God is calling us to do is just, like, surrender to Him. Yes. And be obedient in the meantime. Mm hmm And that's exactly what they did. And I hate that, like, we're still talking about them today. We don't even know their names. Yeah. But they're still giving God the glory with their lives. Like, yes. this story being told. Um, just out of taking action, being proactive, mm -hmm. taking initiative, and being intentional. Yes. Um, because at the end of the day, like, if our lives are surrendered to God, like, what do we have to lose? Nothing. Nothing. You know? When you're putting your full trust and faith in God, you you know. when you're Even when you're waiting, even when things aren't great, you know that the ultimate... The, God, the one who created the universe, yes. has your future in his hands. What are you fearing for? Yes. What are you afraid of? And girl, that convicts me so much. There was a situation several weeks back where I didn't have control over a situation, but I was trying with all that I could mm -hmm. to take control of that situation. And um, it just so happened I was on my phone one night um, trying to make everything good myself mm -hmm. instead of giving it to God. So, y'all, like, we're up here, and, I mean, we have struggles, too. We're mm -hmm. just preaching about what we struggle with. So, I literally felt in my heart the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, is this you giving it to me? Like, are you going to keep on trying to handle this? Mm -hmm. Are you going to stop fidgeting and scrambling and, like, just be patient? Mm -hmm. And so many times, like, I can't even wait for something for five minutes. Like, we live in such a quick culture with, yes. like, instant gratification, instant food, yeah. instant pleasure, instant everything, where, you know, like, waiting on God, like, that cannot become obsolete because mm -hmm. we have to know that His best interest in mind, like, I think even back to, like, when I was in middle school and high school, I remember all of my friends had, like, boyfriends, you know? Yes. And I, and I never really did. So I Girl always thought, birds of a feather. like, <laughs> birds of a feather. <laughs> but I thought, like, Lord, like, what are you doing? Like, is something wrong with me? Yeah. Um. So, like, Satan was using that time of waiting to make me feel bad about myself when it was really just a season of waiting. Yeah. And even, like, I don't, I know you don't mind me saying this, but, like, you know, I was, like, the first one in my class to get married, which I thought that I would be, like, a cat lady at the age of 85. Actually, no, dogs. I'm a dog person. But, you know, like, still, like, your story compared to my story compared to my friend's story, like, it's irrelevant. Yes. Compared to God's will. And I know what some of you are thinking. That's easy for you to say you're married. I'm not. I'm still waiting. Yeah. And that's okay. Because I know that God's plan is perfect. Yes. And every time that I've tried to take, take control of any situation, it never turns out how I want it to. But every time I surrender it to God, 
it is 10 times better than I would have ever imagined. Yes. And that those are the blessings that I want. So me being diligent and me being disciplined and handing over my that waiting time, giving it to God and said, God, use me. Use me how you will in this season yes. of waiting. Being grateful, using gratitude, worshiping God, even when I don't feel like it in those moments, that's, that's what helps me in those moments when I really have no idea what I'm doing or what's going on and I can't control the situation. I may not be able to control that, but I can control how I respond to my God. Yes, because you have no idea what God is doing on your behalf mm -hmm. during the wait. And, you know, in Psalms it says, strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Yes. And I never really understood what that meant. But I think when you realize who you're waiting on, I mean, it's the God of the universe that we're waiting on. So you know, whatever you're waiting on, it's worth the wait. He mm -hmm. sees your story from beginning to the end. He knows how everything is supposed to be perfectly orchestrated. So me taking anything into my own hands is just me choosing, mm -hmm. making the like conscious decision to settle for less than God's best. Yes. And you know, one other thing too is that God waits on us all the time. How many times yes. has God been patient with us, still loving, still faithful to us when we were not deserving, mm. when we tried to take things into our own Girl. hands, when we have said nasty things, even things that we might regret to him, about him, or about other people, about his people, and yet here he is. He still shows up on time, and he waited patiently for us. Every time. Every time. Every time. Man, that is so good. So if you're in a season of waiting, whether it be, you know, on relationships mm -hmm. or a job or just like even the smallest little thing, like waiting for a season of strife to be over, mm -hmm. like you had mentioned, um, know that God is with you in that waiting and know that he's on the other side. Like he's mm -hmm. not only with you during, but he's on the other side of it too. Mm -hmm. um, time is nothing to God, but his timing is absolutely perfect in our lives. Um, so I hope that that encourages you this week, guys, like be proactive in the waiting, let go of the control in mm -hmm. the waiting and like, don't settle for anything less than God's best. Yes. And like, if you need to write that reminder on your mirror, when you're putting on your makeup in the morning, like God's best, we'll make a wallpaper for yeah, it. That'll be fantastic. But like. That's what we're striving for, guys, is I, I don't want anything. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, obviously, I've messed up a lot of God's plans for me, probably. But, like, I don't want his plan Z. I want his plan, like, you know, even if I'm mm -hmm. on plan D or F or element OP or whatever, like, I want to stay as close to that, like, God's best plan for me as I can um, and not settle for anything less trying to make it work on my own. Because any like you said, anytime yeah. we try to make it work on our own, it ain't going to work. It's just not going to work. Keep your eyes, keep focused. Keep your eyes on God. Get yoked up with Christ. Yes, it's worth it. And you're worth it. Like, that's the thing. Like, God loved you so much mm -hmm. that he made this plan for you. And he thinks that you're worth it. So, mm -hmm. give it to you me. Are. I'm worth it. Yes. Come on, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us for this second part. Um, of in the waiting we really appreciate you um, joining us from video or on podcast don't forget to check us out on instagram we'll post our wallpapers you can go onto our website as well thank you guys so much for joining this journey and we can't wait to see you back next week yes we love you guys y'all have a great week
Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life in Him, friends. We'll meet back here next week.